Welcome to the Catholics on Campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook, provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now, your host, Virginia Cook. I will never forget a conversation I had with a dad on move-in day. Let me set the scene. The all-women's residence hall was bursting at the seams with family members, students, carpets, matching comforter sets and curtains, lamps, artwork, occasional chairs, decorative wooden homemade headboards, and so much more. It was an explosion of personal style. There was vintage coastal chic, farmhouse prep, blush on white coziness, nautical, sporty, designer, you name it. There in the midst of all this mayhem stood this dad alone in his daughter's room. His wife and daughter had gone back to the car to get the last load of belongings. With a mix of anger and frustration, he told me how his daughter's room was too small to fit all the items she planned to bring to her room. Long story short, he wanted me to switch his daughter to a larger room Dad wasn't happy when I told him I could not do that. I gently suggested that the room wasn't too small. Instead, perhaps she had too much stuff. Some of the items that would not fit would need to go home with them after they got everything situated. He gave me a look like I told them so, just as another student started to ask me to help them down the hall. That story replayed itself throughout the day. Throughout my time working in housing and residence life, I've been through dozens of college move-in days and just as many move-out weeks. I've observed the volume of belongings moved into college rooms has probably tripled in the last 30 years, and the amount of belongings left behind in dumpsters and donation bins is overwhelming. Companies have grown their businesses, marketing, Dorm room essentials, everything from closet and storage solutions, small appliances, many of which are not allowed by housing departments, bedding, pillows, mattress pads, etc. What's really essential for living on campus? Let's say in a 150 to a 250 square foot room. Campus single and double rooms vary in size and nearly all include an extra long twin bed, a desk, a chair, a dresser, a wardrobe or closet per person. There's a window or two with blinds, a shared bathroom, and sometimes a shared common space in proximity to the bedrooms. That's it, my friends. The basics are provided and the rest is up to you. The marketing and enticement to have more stuff can get to the best of us. And please know, I include myself when I talk about this topic. However, I'm not talking about hoarding behavior, although a 2019 study found that 2.5% of people living in developed countries could be described as hoarders. I am talking about our attachment to belongings that makes it difficult to discard or repurpose them and inclines us to accumulate more and more stuff. Once students' bedrooms are set up picture-perfect, parents leave, and the students are responsible for the care and upkeep of their belongings and living space. They're washing clothes, towels, and sheets, keeping their desk neat and organized, cleaning the bathrooms, and keeping clutter off the floor. 
Before long, the room is a mess and a source of roommate conflict or isolation for students who are too embarrassed by the clutter to invite someone into their room. Many researchers have documented the negative health effects of living in cluttered spaces. Here's just three examples. First, a 2019 study by UCLA's Center for Everyday Lives of Families found that women who perceive their homes to be cluttered tend to have unhealthy patterns of cortisol levels, and the amount of stress experienced was directly proportional to the amount of stuff accumulated. Second, a 2016 Cornell University study found that stress triggered by clutter may also trigger coping and avoidance strategies like eating junk food, oversleeping, or binge-watching Netflix. And third, a 2012 Florida State University study revealed a link between hoarding and obesity, noting that people with extremely cluttered homes are 77% more likely to be overweight. A while back, there was a bumper sticker that said, whoever dies with the most stuff wins. The race to accumulate stuff was real then and is real now. Did you know that the average American household has over 300,000 items? I'd venture to guess that the average residence hall room probably has about 2,000 items per person. I'm so grateful that some students are paying attention to the emerging trend of minimalism for living on campus. For Catholic college students seeking to grow in their spiritual life, I invite you to consider how minimalist mindset can help you to achieve this goal. I've been following Dawn Madsen, who's known to her fans as the Minimal Mom for several years. Through her popular YouTube videos, books like Decluttering by Faith, and live workshops, she has helped countless people rethink their relationship with their belongings and evaluate their priorities. Her 2023 YouTube video called Radical Mindset Shifts to Declutter Your Whole House This Year has had nearly a million and a half views in five months. It's one of the longer episodes she's had. It's about an hour and a half, but I highly recommend you watch it sometime. The section on what clutter does to our brain reviews the lingering effects of toxic clutter on our mental health, including people diagnosed with ADHD, OCD, and anxiety. I'd love to have her on my podcast one day to talk about how college students can live more simply. A 19th century Italian saint, Father John Bosco, tells us, quote, be brave and try to detach your heart from worldly things, unquote. It does take courage to be countercultural and to own less stuff. It takes fortitude to resist the enticements of marketing, social media influencers, and comparison with others. Some studies estimate that as much as 10% of our thoughts are comparisons of some type. With about 60,000 thoughts a day, that's about 250 comparison thoughts every hour. The average American student borrows over $30,000 to pursue a bachelor's degree. If you could reduce your college expenses by thousands of dollars, wouldn't you say, sign me up? A 2022 study found the average amount spent on back-to-school supplies was about $1,600 per student. This number does not include what you might pay for renting a storage unit during the summer, another industry that's exploded in the U.S. over the last 40 years. Back-to-college marketing is part of a $25.1 billion industry, 
that promises that you will be happier and more successful if you purchase all these things. Another Italian saint, Padre Pio, encourages us to, quote, love and practice simplicity and humility, and don't worry about the opinion of the world, because if the world had nothing to say against us, we would not be real servants of God, unquote. The minimal mom talks about the message sent to us by our stuff. For example, our fantasy self tells us, I'll be happier if my room is decorated like my Pinterest mood board. When we have cluttered or unmanageable space, we hear, I'm lazy or I'm unorganized. Our self that lives in scarcity says, I might be able to use this one day or I can't part with that just yet. And lastly, she says, our stuff creates a silent to-do list that constantly runs in our head and distracts us from what's really important. We hear, clean the desk, straighten up the closet, organize the shoes, use it before it expires, clean the refrigerator, instead of spend time with friends, pray, go to mass, study, or write the paper. Who wants you to keep thinking the attachment thoughts? It's certainly not God. As St. Teresa of Calcutta reminds us, the more you have, the more you are occupied. The less you have, the more free you are. Free for what? Free to be the person God made you to be. Free to listen to the Holy Spirit. Free to work on your relationship with Jesus. Practically, by owning less, you get to spend less time cleaning and straightening up. You get to have more space to relax, refresh, or study because your mind is freed up. You get to have less inventory to manage. You get to use common areas in the residence hall or on campus to connect with others. You get to have an easier time moving in and out of all your spaces where you will live throughout the year. So put another way, the minimal mom suggests that we can think of our belongings as inventory that needs to be managed. The less inventory we have, the less we have to manage and the more time we have for other experiences in our lives. The 2080 rule applies to how we use our belongings. We use 80% of our stuff 20% of the time and 20% of our stuff we use 80% of the time. So think about how can we do more with less? St. Teresa of Lisieux says, quote, Jesus, help me to simplify my life by learning what you want me to be and becoming that person, unquote. What a great reminder to attach ourselves to God's desires for us and detach ourselves from the stuff we accumulate. In her 2013 book, Blessed by Less, Clearing Your Life of Clutter by Living Lightly, Catholic author Susan Vogt offers many practical suggestions for living more simply. Here's five suggestions from her book. One, eliminate clutter and excess possessions. Two, make fewer purchases. Three, eat out less and bring a meal with you more. Four, buy items secondhand. Five, purchase fair trade products, that is, where the producers or businesses have met internationally agreed upon standards, which have been independently certified. Great suggestions from Susan Vogt. St. Teresa of Avila says, quote, thank God for the things I do not own, unquote. 
As we gain freedom by having less inventory to manage, we can strengthen our growth in the cardinal virtues and reduce the vices in our life. Here's three examples. First, with a minimalist mindset, we can grow in the virtue of temperance through simplicity. With simplicity, we moderate what we own by having neither more than is necessary nor less. We also get to reduce the vice of gluttony, which is eating, shopping, or owning things to excess. Second, we can grow in the cardinal virtue of fortitude through the sub-virtue of perseverance when we persist with the arduous good until the end is achieved. We can reduce the vices of stinginess, which is the unwillingness to use one's wealth to do great things. With a minimalist mindset, we can grow in the cardinal virtue of justice through the sub-virtue of gratitude or thankfulness. That is, appreciation to God and all those who support us in the gifts that we receive. We also can grow in the sub-virtue of liberality, which is using our surplus to aid the poor. We reduce the vices of ingratitude or the lack of appreciation. We can also reduce the vice of wastefulness, that is, a lack of sufficient desire to hold our money or the excessive use of something outside of what is necessary. During my podcast number three, I reviewed the four characteristics of a virtue. Consistency, ease, promptitude, and joy. That comes from Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1804. When you think about having fewer belongings in your life and increasing a virtue or decreasing a vice, you can ask yourself, which of these four aspects of virtue are holding you back? Is it consistency, ease, promptness, or joy? These are great topics to journal about. So think about what thoughts or emotions come up for you when you are considering moving to a more simplified life. St. Vincent de Paul says, to attend to simplicity is to journey towards God. There are many fruits to living with less, such as improved health and well-being. Think about less anxiety, overwhelm, and more clarity of purpose. There's also the freedom to spend more time doing God's will and more time to enhance your relationship with others and reduce the use of vices that pull you away from God. Before I close, I want to raise awareness on the flip side of this coin. In preparing this podcast, I kept thinking about the students who come to campus without all the stuff. I think about the students who arrive with a duffel bag or two filled with all their worldly belongings. The student who goes up to their room and comes back down to the residence hall lobby to ask the staff where the bedding is. You know, the sheets, blankets, pillowcase, pillows only to learn for the first time that they were supposed to bring such items with them. We found out later they slept on a bare mattress for weeks because they didn't have the resources to get those items. I admire nonprofit organizations such as Ready to Succeed, who help low-income first-generation students and foster youth get the supplies they need so that they are ready to go to college. I've linked to the Ready to Succeed website in my show notes if you'd like to learn more about them or make a donation. If you know of other similar organizations, please let me know about them at my Instagram account at Knots Untied Coaching. I hope you are inspired to rethink your college packing list and consider what you are attached to. 
I want to encourage you to consider how you might live with less. When you pack for college, consider dialing back 10% or 20% of what you plan to take with you. Do you need to take all that with you? Listen for God's voice as you ponder this question. I look forward to hearing about your journey toward God through Simplified Living. Until next time, my friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy. If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.